hello and welcome to How Are You Doing Today, the podcast that connects you with college experts, career experts, and all the pieces of what makes a life whole. My name is Mara Brady-McMullen, and I'm connecting you with DeMonta Madden, an admissions counselor with the University of Colorado Boulder. DeMonta, welcome, and how are you doing today? Thank you, Mara, so much for having me today um, to present and speak on behalf of the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, I find myself doing well today. Uh, the sun is out shining, and I'm, I'm here, so thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, we're so glad to have you. I'm ready for spring, so this weather makes me very happy. So can we um, start off with a little bit of you telling us about yourself, your education background, and how you ended up as an admissions um, counselor at CU? Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so I'll start um, where I am now and kind of go backward um, and then circle back around. So um, my name is DeMonte Madden. Again, thank you all uh, for um, participating and joining us today. Uh, my journey started in Pontiac, Michigan, um, born and raised to um, a mother there, oldest of seven. Um, and right now I work at the University of Colorado Boulder. I have a master's in higher education. Um, before I got to the University of Colorado Boulder, I went to Indiana State University um, for a master's in higher education. Um, and I was a grad assistant there on a campus um, in Terre Haute for about two and a half years, which allowed me to introduce um, myself into higher education and just the scope of how to really connect students from high school to the next um, education opportunities. And prior to that opportunity for myself, um, I went to Fair State University, which is in Michigan, um, <clears throat> about an hour, about an hour, maybe hour 15 north of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, so near, very near Lake Michigan. And I studied criminal justice there. Um, and I studied criminal justice because growing up, I always thought I wanted to be a cop. And then I had an opportunity to do um, an internship and it did not go as planned. And I thought um, at, that at that juncture that I could make a decision um, and someone coached me to apply for graduate school. And I was able to go to graduate school and be a, um, a graduate assistant again for about two and a half years. And then I found myself in Colorado Boulder um, and really by way of a best friend. Like I never even knew Boulder existed. And I, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even know this place at all. And I, um, I found myself in Longmont just kind of perusing through town and learning about the culture and the town and that a university was about 15 minutes away. And I decided to like go show up on campus and apply because I just had this degree and I didn't know what I could do with it, but I knew um, I just did about six years of school so I could get some type of job. And that's how I found my way at the University of Colorado Boulder. I think that's really, Cool. And I think it's really important for students to hear that because, you know, I study journalism and history and I write amazing letters of recommendation, <laughs> but I don't write, but do I use my, like, do I write for a newspaper, which is what I thought I was going to do. And as you said, it didn't go well with your uh, internship. Yeah. My internship at a paper in the Northern, greater Northern area, I was like, Ooh, I learned this one a little late. <laughs> Hence, students, why am I a high school counselor? So <laughs> I, uh, and I think that's really important for students to hear that what you think you might do at 18, 19, 22, by the time you graduate 23 even, will change. But I think the skills you learn in high school, college and beyond, that's the stuff that can transfer, right? I sincerely um, empathize with that sentiment, especially because now um, I was reading some admissions articles or some research and there was a really interesting piece I read about being a generalist. And a lot of students want to focus on being so 
set in stone on having a major or minor or like two degrees. And it's completely fine because at the University of Colorado Boulder, our faculty, our staff, we can help any student get on that degree plan and achieve their educational aspirations. But we find that a lot of them within their sophomore year, after choosing to declare a major in their first year, will switch. And it just shows that students are a little bit uncertain. So just really carving out a path for their own selves and asking, what do I wanna study? And if you are a little nervous about it, that's a really good feeling because the university has a lot of experts to help you push and just learn different things. Uh, we have Europe, which is our undergraduate research program or undergraduate research opportunities program, excuse me. Um, so different students find that even if you're in a specific major, you can still be a generalist in a whole bunch of other, other opportunities throughout our campus. That's awesome. And I think that's, I hope you're hearing that students, that's what you can take away from this because no matter where you go to college and what you study, like those skills, yeah, sometimes it's great to have that specificity, but it's also great to just learn how to be a student and learn how to be a thinker. And those are the things you will use in every job. So tell us a little bit about what do you feel like are some of the more unique programs um, that CU offers? You guys are our flagship university for the state of Colorado, but um, what, what makes CU unique that maybe another school wouldn't offer something like this or just an, even an opportunity? It doesn't have to be something as a major. So I would circle back um, specifically to our undergraduate research opportunities program um, before I go to the majors, because a lot of students oftentimes are interested in studying research um, at the University of Colorado Boulder and being a tier one research opportunity um, and being able just to facilitate, facilitate those conversations and students coming from all over the world to meet faculty. They're, they're looking for a hub of collaboration. And we have a lot of those organic opportunities. And that's for students to find mentorship, funding opportunities, and just cohesion within our different units on campus. And then some of our majors that students are really interested in, off the top of my mind, um, is IFI, Integrated Physiology, um, which we just created a very new building on campus and just opened up a new space on campus. Um, a lot of students are interested in our music program. So our College of Music, um, it's home to a lot of different students and they find themselves really intrigued because you don't necessarily have to be a part of the College of Music to still participate in this very um, new building and new facilities that our campus just opened up. And I would say engineering. Engineering is very special. And I would say the cream um, of the crop, if you will, a lot of students are oftentimes interested in aerospace engineering, um, which is really heavily um, sourced from a lot of folks all over the world. So we see uh, many competitive students just really inquiring about how to really inflect not just their application to CU Boulder, but all colleges. And I think um, our advice is really to look at whatever school you're applying for, but ask yourself, why are you applying to that school? And why do you wanna study that specific major at that school? And what kind of resources are gonna help you get to where you ultimately wanna go? That's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So, what kind of traditions or fun things that are CU specific that students can like when they're on campus, what are some pieces that you feel like, yeah, like this is part of the experience to be a, a Buffalo. <clears throat> Perfect segue, Ralphie, our, yeah. our, li our live uh, mascot. And probably one of the coolest mascots I have to say, like it's, it's, a, it's, she's pretty awesome. It, amazingly awesome. And some of the students are even more 
um, just adapt to the to our our live mascots. So our students who actually run with our mascots is such a tradition that students find themselves participating in like trials to be able to run with our buffalo. Um, and it's pretty amazing because folks come from all over the world to see our buffalo run. And those students are also varsity athletes. So they get scholarships for running with our mascot, for training with the mascot. And there's a very intricate um, and intimate process of just getting to know the mascot um, because the mascot ultimately has to choose the, the folks who run with it. Uh, so I would say that's definitely one of our biggest traditions and um, having an opportunity to work with a lot of students, um, military families. I would say that's also really big. Um, a lot of students oftentimes maybe are transplants from other places or maybe from the Springs or from Denver or from the Northern Front Range. So we see a lot of students coming from different walks of life um, and bringing their traditions from home and bringing them to CU and kind of leaving them at CU. So I'll say Ralphie is the biggest one, but we also have over 525 clubs and organizations where students find immense um, connections and resources through the different traditions that they start to build. And one other tradition I would say before moving on is our Alfred Packard Grill, uh, which is named af after Colorado's only convicted cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> so students named that back in the day and after they figured out who that was, um, it's still passed, but they're just not allowed to name things on campus anymore. Yeah, I feel like that would you need to like, it would be one of those check with us before you. <laughs> <laughs> what research did you guys do? Nothing, we just like that name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe wanna, we're gonna. There's no proof of, no proofreading. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like who was in charge of that again? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, so, what do you let's talk a little bit about the like some of the brass tacks about going to see you so i know you guys are a common app only school and so students have to use common app if they want to apply which is great if they're applying to other um, schools in colorado or out of state so there's the ease of that but um can you tell me like what do you think like the in-state costs or maybe what projected costs uh, for tuition and then like overall costs would be for the upcoming school year? Yep. <clears throat> so um, I, I, I tell students oftentimes to working with admissions, when you speak with an admissions representative like myself, we're like the gates of the university. Um, once you get into the gates of the university, there's all these compartments, different doors, different um, trinkets. And the trinket that we're going to talk about right now um, is the Bursar's office. Um, that's going to be the spot to go to specify what is gonna be the specific cost for just one class and what is gonna be the specific cost for the overall semester or the overall academic year. Um, so right now, the College of Arts and Sciences is starting around um, 28.5. And then from there, um, it, it increases a little bit. So you'll find that our business is probably gonna be the highest at starting out costs, but as students matriculate through our majors on campus, they'll find themselves maybe paying a little bit more for those higher level courses near graduation. Um, however, CU really has an opportunity once students enroll into our university that they will find themselves um, at a set tuition guaranteed price. So whatever it was your first year that you enrolled into CU, um, our regents are working very diligently to keep that same cost associated until your last year of graduation. Um, so that's a four-year um, typical plan. That's so parents and families and students themselves can plan a little bit because Correct. I think yeah, that's been a, I think 
a big concern for families, especially with this last year of just the things being so in flux and our job, not all jobs are stable. And so I think that's, that's really great. I think moving forward, because this pandemic is obviously not going to just like, we're not going to like wipe our hands of it and be done come August. So I think families will still be feeling that. So um, to that point, um, a lot of students are finding themselves, um, if, if, if any of students um, specifically have questions, I'm your specific admissions counselor uh, for Mead. So reach out to me directly, um, but we can get we can get anyone in contact with our other services um, on campus if students find themselves and just any type of distress or any angst from the um, pandemic um, regarding their academic application to the University of Colorado. Okay, that's awesome. What do you, um, when you're talking about, it's, there are no big pieces like with tuition and classes, also room and board. So if students live in, at, or go to Mead High School, but if they go anywhere in St. Vrain Valley, are they required to live on campus? Great question. Um, so students, um, when you're working with this part of the application to figure out where you want to live, um, we work through the Office of the Registrar, off the Office of the Registrar, and they are the ones who specify where you're actually at. Um, what is your what is your housing um, availability, or what is your residency? So if you are within 30 mile radius of the University of Colorado Boulder, students do have opportunities to opt out, um, but there is a process that they need to work with the Office of the Registrar prior um, before that happening. Okay, I think that's good because I know some families, um, some students don't want to do that, but also it's another piece of cost. So that exactly, and, and we've been accommodating a lot of students in that aspect, specifically because of that. And we want to work with all of our Colorado residents to accommodate them however need be. Um, so just reach out and we can get you connected. That's awesome. So what um, job resources are available for graduates? So are people, uh, students who are in their senior year? Wonderful. Um, so about 87% of our students actually, once they graduate, they find themselves into another graduate school program or a job or a military service opportunity within six months. So that's an amazing opportunity for not just our students to go different places, but for our students to send that information back to our campus to continue building those relationships. So we have a career services center on campus and that works fluidly with all of our students. And to your specific point, not just graduates get the cream of the crop. <clears throat> I tell a lot of first year students, go see career services within your first semester because they'll help you get professional headshots, they'll help you get your resume together, they'll help you get internship opportunities. If you wanna go study abroad and do some type of work that can help you, if you wanna do externships, we can do it all. Um, and then furthermore, it just allows students once they graduate to always be a forever buff and utilize those resources every time they need to apply for another job or if they need to um, check out another internship or connect them with just our hub. There's been about, um, 250,000, 260,000 alumni um, who've went to see you. So it's, it's a growing community and a very robust opportunity for um, our students who graduate to reach back and lend a hand to other CU Boulder students um, and community members. So I'm kind of jumping around. I, went, I was thinking more about like with this, um, with the application to how, um, how important are SAT or ACT scores and also the essay? Wonderful question. 
Um, so I'll start with the essay. So CU Boulder has specifically a supplemental essay to complement the common application essay. And we require both of those. And we read both of those. So we really, um, if you're looking at the students, please write two different essays um, because we read those and we'll reach back out to you to inquire about new, new academic information. But it allows us to really, um, for you to put your best foot forward with the different essay prompts and to show us who you are. Um, the essay is very important and so vital uh, because that's a specific area where a student can directly talk to an admissions counselor. Um, and maybe if a student doesn't, maybe if they're shy and they don't actually speak with their admission counselor through the process, that essay is really cementing their way of like, who am I? Why do I want to be at this university? And if I was allowed to be at this university, um, this is what I want to, this is how I want to bring this to fruition. Um, <clears throat> so we have the common application essay and then a CU Boulder essay. Moving on, um, what was the other? Oh, SAT, SAT. ACT. So, uh, cur so currently, um, we're going based off of the state regulations. So the state of Colorado hasn't made any public um, statements in regards to what this next academic cycle is going to look like. But I will ensure all students that CU Boulder, um, our application opens on August 1st. So if you are looking to apply within this next academic year, everything that we will require from you will be updated and on our website posted by that August 1st date. So any type of information that will come down the pipeline in regards to test scores, if they're optional or if they're mandatory over this next academic year, all of that information will be within our FAQs on that page. Okay, that's awesome. I think a lot of students get um, worried about their test scores and so many will say I'm not a good test taker or I, um, I took it and I didn't like my score. And I think it's great to retake it and it's just another piece as we tell them about you as a student and it gives the admissions counselors another um, data point honestly about you but I think it's not the whole picture and that's the thing that we kind of try to stress too is that the essay is really important your letters of recommendation are important um, and your involvement so students who are not going into their senior year and are listening to this like I hope you're thinking about like hey I haven't really been really involved in a club or I want to start something or I show show some leadership those are things that you guys really look at as well, right? Exactly. Um, and we don't consider um, demonstrated interest. So when a student supplies uh, their letter of recommendation, their activities list, their essay, that is all complementing their grades. That's all of, we're seeing how is this human, uh, how is this student, how is this applicant spending their time? And that's the biggest kind of uh, indicator. But when we're working with students, be assured it's a holistic review. So it's not just uh, the grades or the test scores. It goes back to the letter of recommendation um, from your counselor or from your band teacher or from your coach. Um, it goes back to if you maintain a job for 20 hours a week and you're also working um, to help your family um, just to support them. So we're looking at every kind of facet or aspect of the application, but we're only looking at each application um, in regards to how can the student benefit our university um, and how can they add to our um, CU Boulder community in regards to what is your return on investment? So students, when you're looking at the University of Colorado Boulder, really inquire about what is your specific personal and communal return on investment? What can you do with the resources that are provided to you um, from your first day on campus until you graduate? Um, and I'll turn it back to you. No, that's, I think that's 
really good. And we've, I've talked with this with students about the feel and also like, yeah, like, why are you choosing any college in particular? Um, and I know you and I've spoken about that. It's, yes, it's the name recognition. I mean, we know that that happens, but also like, are you, what are you getting when you come out of there? Are you going to be able to be employed? Are you going to be able to, and is it in a field that is growing? Is it a field that you are interested in? So I think those are pieces that um, I hope students really take away, no matter where you go, all these same things apply, right? So, and um, that's, you know, the piece that it doesn't matter if you go to the flagship university, you go to a two-year college. And that will lead me into transferring. If students are interested in transferring from a two-year college, is how, how is that viewed as an admissions counselor? And what is, um, how difficult or how much ease is there for that? Wonderful question. Uh, so we work with a lot of our community colleges, if not all of them, with very close, um, tight-knit relationships, Front Range, Ames, um, all of them. And we have specific transfer admission counselors as well on our staff. Um, and they work with students around years. And they work with students around the whole year um, to really ensure that through this, through this process, that if a student isn't admitted into CU Boulder, or if a student is admitted to CU Boulder, and they find that, okay, this is not the opportunity or the route that I want to take right now, that transferring is an amazing opportunity because we see a lot of students at our campus are transfer students because they have taken their own route to go to a community college um, and do the same prerequisite courses that they could do at another university. Um, so it's really about the individual and choosing and kind of being the driver of, of where they're going and taking out their pen or their pencil and writing a roadmap of where they want to go because only the student knows where they want to go but the college has so many different avenues and canals that it's up to you to navigate that and to work with the staff on campus to help you get to where you need to go. Awesome. So two things that are like more businessy too. Um, when would students need to, because you guys have a, a couple of different application deadlines. So can you tell me about those yep. first and then um, I'll so, the next one. Yep, so currently nothing has updated. Um, if there is any updates again, it will be um, posted by August 1st on our website. But right now we still have our early action deadline, which is a non-binding decision. Um, applications need to be submitted to our university by November 15th. And then we have opportunities to apply for regular decision by January 15th. So if a student has applied for early action, um, all of your materials submitted and received um, to our university by that deadline date, um, you will be ensured to receive an early action decision um, by a, by February 1st, excuse me. And then if you apply um, by January 15th, which is our regular decision deadline, um, you'll receive your admission decision by April 1st. So that's current the current flow of things. And again, if there's any updates to our system or application process or cycle uh, for this upcoming term, everything will be listed on our websites by the August 1st date. And when, um do students can when can they get university aid like financial aid in this terms of scholarships is there a is there a packet or like when I say packet but like one universal application and then it goes out to departments etc and when is the deadline for that it's a great question um so early in November November 1st so let me go back a little further than that students can apply um, for financial aid without even applying to the university so that's something that we tell every student, if you're gonna to apply to the university, 
complete the FAFSA because it's so federal that it goes everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like complete the FAFSA um, and that allows, excuse me, that allows students, um, that allows students to work with our on-campus staff and support system to ensure, okay, once you're here, we're gonna get this, we're gonna get this figured out. And can you just re repeat the question? Oh, of course. And then, so if, is there a general application for scholarships? And then when is the due date for that? Because I know a lot of colleges have like a March 1st deadline. Yep. So for scholarships and financial aid, working with financial aid, do that first part to complete the entire FAFSA application. Um, once you complete that, there are different scholarships and merit awarded. So through the Office of Financial Aid, students apply for a scholarship. That, that general scholarship pushes out whatever the criteria was for the student until all these other specific scholarships that students can apply for. And then there's a general scholarship where students can apply um, for the university, maybe it's a private scholarship, maybe there's other um, departmental scholarships once a student is on campus. And then uh, we have through the Office of Admissions, automatic consideration scholarships. So once a student applies for the university, we're automatically gonna consider them for some form of scholarship um, through our office. And then they have those other alternate options as well through the Office of Financial Aid and Scholarships by applying through their general scholarship and then the specific scholarships that they then send to the student based off of the criteria that every student submitted. Okay, that's awesome. And I think, so our current, one of our, um, a couple of our partners for the district scholarships, so our St. Ray Ned Foundation, Long White Community Foundation, they have this general application too. So it's it just pays for students, A, to be paying attention to their emails and their um, being on top of those deadlines. But that's the thing that um, I always wanna stress to students like, yeah, do your FAFSA early, even if you don't know where you're going, even if you're not sure you're going to college, get it done. And then two, pay attention to that um, institutional aid because there's a lot of, there are a lot of opportunities for you to get uh, financial support. So, all right, I'm going to leave you with one question. If you weren't working in higher education admissions or what is, actually, I'm going to go with this. What is your dream job? You get, you're comfortable, you've got enough money. What would you do? I would be a, um, a children's elementary art teacher. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, I like that. And I think I don't. I think I could just do that now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, you're an artist, though, so I think that's something you should be like pursuing. That would be so awesome. My kids I, would love uh, it. I, I think it's, and I'll leave all the students uh, and the parents with this. Everybody's journey is very different when starting out the college process. And finishing the process and we all start out at different starting lines and we end up ultimately the same finish line so it's really how one chooses to champion their journey and how to really describe what they want to do within their experience um, i speak with a lot of students oftentimes that want to do these amazing things but maybe they their parents or maybe their community um, looks at them a different way and i challenge every student um, who's listening and who will tune in to really ask yourself, what do you want to do with your existence and your life? Because heading to any university, the students who make up those wonderful universities are the students who choose themselves, are the students who know themselves, and the students who emerge into that um, from that butterfly or from that cocoon into that butterfly. So think about what can you do within this next opportunity of really just picking a college and you being the person to say, I want to go there and not just the college accepting you, because at the end of the day, you have all the power. That's really, 
beautifully put. So Demonta, thank you so much for joining us on how are you doing today? Students, families, friends, we look forward to talking with you next time. Tune in and we'll see you later. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.